It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. All right, it's time to do one of uh, the segments that we like to call In the News, where we take a look at some of the recent headlines and get Angie's reaction to these headlines and discuss how it might impact you as a buyer or seller. So, Angie, there was one uh, article I saw. It was really more of a blog post from a San Diego Realtor. Uh, five reasons, she says, it'll pay to sell your home early. And so some of the reasons, uh, rates are historically low, drawing buyers into the market. Inventory remains tight and demand high. Prices are still going up. People have more money in their pocket. She's basing that on numbers like incomes are increasing and expected to go up. And that millennials are finally ready to make commitments and move and make the jump from renting to buying. Your reactions on those five reasons, does it make sense for why an early time frame might be a good time to sell a home? So I agree with all five reasons. Um, starting off with rates are historically low, drawing more buyers into the market. You know, of course, the lower the mortgage payment, that's, you know, a wonderful place mm-hmm. to be in. So it's kind of a win-win for a seller because you get to sell your home at the top of the market, but also take advantage of the lower interest rates. Right. And I know we mentioned this, I believe, in our last show, but just a difference in a point of an interest rate, for example, on a $200,000 home, if the interest rate increases by one point, you then will only be able to afford a $180,000 home. So it's a difference in $20,000. So That's a big jump. Big jump. So taking advantage of the low interest rates, I mean, is huge. And that yeah. is, I feel like, driving more buyers into our market. Um, in- inventory remains tight um, and high demand. So, you know, all about supply and demand. So we have less homes on the market, you know, and we have a higher demand of buyers mm-hmm. that will drive our prices up. So we are still seeing that the triangle market is appreciating. Uh, You know, numbers are still on the rise. So it's a great time to sell a home. Um, Also, though, on the flip side, then you go to buy a home, you're not at the very top yet. I really do not feel that. I feel that, um, and just from, you know, watching the market, that numbers are still increasing, uh, the values. So, you, you, so win-win again. You get to take advantage of the strong seller's market, but you're also not buying at the very top of mm-hmm. the buyer's market. And that's something people are afraid of, right? Because yeah. that's what happened in 2008 yep. when so many people bought at the very top. Exactly. And then the market crashed and, mm-hmm. you know, of course, you know, put a lot of people um, in a financial, you know, I guess struggle, yeah. um, difficult time in their lives. You mentioned the prices are still going up. I just kind of, you know, mentioned that there that we're not at the top yet, which is great. People have more money in their pocket. You know, we we here in the triangle, we are in a strong, strong market as far yes. as employment goes. Uh, so when you have that employment rate uh, that is decreasing because of the uh, availability of jobs and careers, you know, openings here in our area, typically those people, of course, then have money. They have money to invest into the market and to buy a home. Um, and then millennials are ready to commit. I would definitely say that's 
uh, a very strong point for our area. We are, I just feel like, just flooded with yes. millennials here in our market, um, especially just because of all of the different, you know, employment opportunities. And we always you win. You can't the, get rid of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, we always win, like, the best place to live, the best place to right. date, the best place for this and that, um, safest place, you know. Um, and so we have a lot of millennials in our market, and, you know, that's a big step. And a lot of millennials' lives are, let's, you know, take the jump from renting, and now let's go and purchase a home. Yes. So. You know, the more just people in the market, the stronger the market will be for sellers. And so that makes it a great time to sell your home in early 2018. Yep. uh, It was a good post, a good blog post from that Realtor. And even though she's in San Diego, I think a lot of the things that she's hitting on seem to touch the same nerve here in the triangle. So 100%. Good, yep. t- good takeaway there. And if you are thinking about selling your home here, it is a good idea to let your first step be finding out an initial evaluation of maybe your home's worth. And you can get that from Angie and her team. Angie told you a little bit earlier about the tool that she and her team have put together for you. It allows you to find out the value of your home, an initial estimate, right from your smartphone. So all you have to do to find out the value of your home is text the word listing. L-I-S-T-I-N-G. Text the word listing to 555-888. Again, just text the word listing to 555-888. What will happen is you'll get a text back from us, and you just click on it and put in your home's information, and you'll be able to find out the value of your home. Great first step to take uh, to see maybe where you stand if you're thinking about selling here. Another article uh, that I saw recently, Angie, was uh, from Realtor.com. And I thought it was interesting. It really caught my eye because it seemed very counterintuitive. And then as I read it, it seemed still counterintuitive. So I'm interested to get your take on this one. The uh, title of it was something like, When It's Time to Raise your listing price. Not lower, when it's time to raise your listing price. So it presents the theory that if your home isn't selling, well, instead of doing the conventional wisdom of, okay, we need to lower the price so that it'll finally sell, that you should actually raise it in many cases. The reasons that the article gave was that if market conditions have changed, and pretty broad you know, delivery or uh, definition there, uh, two, if you realize the home is actually better than the competition, and three, you want to generate more interest by relisting. And I know you've touched on number three before, and that one's a logical thing to make sense. That would be more like pulling it off the market than relisting it at a different price. They were theorizing that even – you know, taking you're not even taking the home off the market so much as changing the price and increasing it even by a dollar. People who have searches set up and different feeds will see it as like a you know this home has changed and it'll right. create new buzz and new interest and some of those things. So, but what do you think about this general concept of the home's not selling? Let's raise the price. Yeah, I I'm not normally um, I guess fond of doing that, mm-hmm. but we actually we just did that in one of our new home neighborhoods really? okay. where we raise a price just a teeny bit. Um, but you know, with doing so, the the reason why first of all we have now entered into a new year. We okay. typically find that more buyers have entered the market. You know, traffic has picked back up, and we have 100% seen that. Um, a week and a half ago, or actually, I guess now two weeks ago, we hosted an open house at mm-hmm. this neighborhood. There was 25 walk-ins that came through. Wow, well, that's a lot you know, for an open house. That's right? a lot. What we typically would see, for example, you know, end of the year, you know, maybe three to five, you know, a, a potential buyers would walk through the door, but 25 people walk through the door. Wow. So that goes to show you that buyers are out in the market. 
And so, you know, when it comes to the the home, the longer it sits on, on the market, it will become stale. So we right. need to make a change. What can we do to the home to make it pop back up in searches for potential buyers? Of course, the number one thing you always think of is let me do a price reduction, right. which typically that is the route we need to take. Um, but Because the buyers there, set the market, right? I mean, your right. house is worth what someone's willing to pay for it is the old adage. And yeah. so if they weren't willing to pay for it at 300000 What's going to make them willing to pay for it at three hundred five thousand? Exactly. Yep. Um, you know, so typically, yes, we need to kind of, you know, we need to do a price reduction because there's a reason why the home's not selling. And no matter how the home looks, the condition, its price, that's always going to drive, you know, that home to get it sold. Hmm. So, um, but you know, with this new home neighborhood, we did increase the price, maybe about fifteen hundred on each of our listings. But what that will do is, whether it's a price reduction or a price increase it will pop back up in the automated searches for buyers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe it was a home that a buyer quickly zipped through and said, eh, not in love with it at the moment. But then once it pops back up again in their automated search, they might give it a better look and then move forward. And remember, you know, most of the time when the home's been on the market for a little while, the seller will be negotiable. Mm-hmm. So even if we increased the price by $1,500, you know, more than likely that seller will be negotiable and right. you'll get the price back down. But it's just a point that we were able to touch those potential buyers. So, you know... It, it's not normally the route that I like to take, but I have seen it happen and I've seen it work. So Interesting. Yeah, I thought you would kind of rip that thing apart, but this is why you're the expert and kind of, uh, you know, detail these things for us. Yeah. I, it does make sense. I can see some of the logic behind doing some of that. So Right. And I once again, I, I think it more depends on the home, the location. Uh, like I mentioned, this is a new home neighborhood. Right. And typically in new this home is, neighborhoods. This isn't the front page of your play-by-play, mm. you know, best, best practices no. sheet. This is a <laughs> a couple pages later for, you know, strategy right. and that kind of Normally thing. Normally, I will come to you and ask for a price adjustment, a price reduction. Uh, but yeah, with a new home neighborhood, you know, as even like if the homes are not selling as quick as we, what we would like, doing some type of price correction, whether it's an increase or decrease, get the homes selling again. Mm-hmm. And then from there, as homes sell, you actually increase the prices, you know, right. the base price, the you know price of the lot. You want to increase the prices because it, that shows that it was a great time to buy in the very beginning and it was an investment for the first buyer. So for a new home neighborhood, the prices should continue to increase, you know, as we sell. You're also talking about small adjustments north. Yes. Not like, small. you know, small, small. large jumps and like, let's just get into a whole other price range. Here. Right. You're talking about little strategy adjustments. Because it just makes it pop up as, mm-hmm. you know, oh, there's been a change in our MLS database and it will touch, you know, buyers that are set up on the automated searches. Gotcha. That makes sense. Very cool. Well, if you are looking to buy a home here in the Triangle, you can get Angie Cole's Home Buy guide right on your smartphone. Great tool or resource to have if you're thinking about buying in the area. Again, uh, what you need to do is just text the word contract to the number 555-888. Again, text contract to 555-888. Click on the link that we'll text right back to you, and you can download that guide right to your smartphone or view it at that link that we provide. Kind of walks you through the steps of the home buying process. It's good if you're both thinking about buying a home or selling a home because it's just a good refresher of you know what the steps are going to be. It's valuable from a seller's standpoint because you'll kind of know what the buyers are about to go through, and you're involved, of course, in many of those steps. Again, just text the word contract to the number 555-888. 
to access that home buying guide. All right, one more article that I saw in the news uh, recently, Angie, and I just thought it was fun. I don't know if there's a whole lot we can actually learn from this other than if you meet someone named Dylan, they might buy your home. Um, No, this was from the Home Buyer Name Guide, which is something they publish every year, apparently. Uh, The most popular names of home buyers. I thought that was interesting. You aggregate all this data across the country. What names were most popular purchasers? Uh, The article only detailed millennials in terms of most buyers. So the names were Dylan, Chelsea, Austin, Alexandria, and... Taylor. Interesting. They were the most popular. Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like in our market, a name that's very common is David. David. Okay. Um, uh, You know, maybe it's just, it's common because, you know, David has been a very common name for a very long time sure. and people are still naming their kids David. John, um, Mark. I mean, yeah. you know, the biblical names are always going to be around. I right. Know, yeah. You know, even on our team, there, there's four husbands named David. Okay. So of, of our agents, there's four Davids on our team. So it can be very confusing or, or the husbands or, you know, names are Davids. But yeah, so I, I've come across um, David uh, many, many times. I've also um, come across... We're, we're Marks. Marks. We, we have multiple employees named Mark and then we have multiple clients so named Mark. I mean, there's Marks everywhere. Yeah. All over the place. I have, um, this past year, we sold um, homes... Um, of two clients with the exact same name, and it wasn't a, a common name. Huh. Uh, they won't mind me mentioning their names. Chris Rapley. And like the Ra- that's one name? Uh, Chris, you oh, know, and oh, then okay. last name Rapley. Interesting. Just kind of, but two people named that. Yeah, we two huh. of our clients this past year, uh, they spelled their last name differently, but it was still pronounced the exact same. But okay. how, I mean, kind of uncommon, you know. Chris, of course, is a common name, but the same last name. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, helped two people the exact same name and so that was neat how about that yeah that's pretty cool all right well can you guess what north carolina's most popular name was so they they listed the the guy or girl it's a guy okay it's a guy name um i would say matt or matthew nope i think it'll surprise you but then you'll but then it'll make sense roy Roy. Roy was the most well, Roy's popular. Roy's kind of a country name. It, it, well, think about North Carolina. Yeah. They, they do have a lot of, you know, more rural, rural. areas. Yeah, so there's, Roy. there's a lot of Roy's out there. I And I know some Roy's, so that makes sense. See, there you makes go. sense. Uh, that one was surprising, though. Yeah, that's not what I would have thought. And yeah. I, I'm trying to think. I know, of course, we've worked with a Roy before, but definitely not a common name that we've worked with. Yeah. Um, but that makes perfect sense. There's a lot of Roys out there apparently buying yeah. homes. At least they were in 2017. Don't know. Right. All the Roys have bought homes now. So, they're, you know, 2018 will probably be a different See what's name. new. <laughs> exactly. Well, anyway, that was kind of fun. So uh, there you go. If your uh, name is Dylan. Dylan was like the top in several states. That's interesting. Which was really. And yeah. the other thing was it was spread out. Huh. So it wasn't like a bunch of southern states or like there was a southern state a northern state a pacific northwest state texas and then another one dylan was by far like the most popular name and you know you mentioned alexandria to me that's not a super common name right i wouldn't think um i've heard the name taylor because i i feel like the names like austin and taylor can go either way boy or girl sure so So i can see how that would be more common dylan too right i've 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 you're right there uh, has been yeah there are some you're Mm -hmm. exactly right that's interesting chelsea i think uh, most ladies are chelsea the same thing with alexandria i wouldn't i wouldn't know that uh alexandria would be a common one but you're right three of those five names would be both ways ways, so that makes sense Yeah. yeah interesting yeah fun stuff
Well, there you go. So uh, what's in a name? That was part of our uh, conversation on this week's Savvy Realtor. Okay, coming up in just a few moments, we're going to have the listing of the week. The mortgage moment is around the corner. We still have a lot to get to. So uh, before we head to a uh, quick timeout and a quick breather, if you are interested in buying or selling a home here in the Triangle, you need guidance, you need a little bit of assistance, call Angie Cole and her team. They have a five-star Zillow.com agent rating. Angie's been featured on HGTV's House Hunters in the past as well. You can call or text Angie with your questions. Questions at 919-538-6477. That's 919-538-6477. No matter if you think it's a complicated question or a simple one, Angie's happy to chat with you about it. Just call or text her at 919-538-6477. Stay with us. More coming up on today's edition of the Savvy Realtor. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Jackie says, Angie, we're thinking about selling our home soon, but instead of buying an old home, we're thinking of building our own. What's there to know before embarking on that journey? Jackie, this is actually a very common question and kind of a goal that a lot of potential buyers have. Um, I would say it can definitely be tougher just because of the limited amount of land that's available, Um, especially depending on location. You mentioned you're in Cary. It's (laughs) extremely, extremely hard to find some land in Cary. Most of the land is being bought up by, you know, builders who then will go and subdivide. And so that land is beyond expensive. So depending on the budget that you're trying to stay within, it might be tough to find that plot of land. Um, I do find, though, if you can find that piece of land that's perfect for you, of course, when you're contracting out on your own, you know, your expenses for building will be less Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, But I I tend to find that, you know, most people, although their goal is to find land, build on their own, they end up going the route of working with a builder. Um, So maybe someone who has a pre-sale opportunity, who has a home that's under, uh, you know, construction or an inventory home, just because, you know, the idea of finding that land um, or the perfect piece of land, it's just really not out there, especially in our market. So when you say work with a, um, you know, work with a builder, that would be at like a a pre-designed site. Like they've already bought the land and they're building several new homes on that land. Right. And, you know, there's so many different types of builders. There can be more of the mass builder, production builders. There can be the kind of semi-custom where they allow you to make some changes and then custom custom, which is picking out, you know, every single bell and whistle Mm -hmm. um, that goes into the home. But typically, yes, they already have the land to build on. Um, So it's just, you know, figuring out the floor plan, the design and taking it from there. The hardest part of, you know, the idea of building on your own is finding that land to build. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's, you know, thousands of builders out there that would love to build you a home, but it's finding that piece of land. So even if you go out and get your own piece of land, you can still go to one of these builders, even if it's not in their pre-designed neighborhood. Yep. have them come and either do that custom route or pick something from a layout they've already got determined? Is that? That's true. A lot of the production builders will not. um, And the reason being is, you know, when they build um, in bulk, 
they save money. Gotcha. And so they're not looking to build, you know, on one little plot of land. That's just not cost efficient for them. Mm-hmm. It's not how they make their money. But yeah, the custom builders, of course, they would love to build you a home. Um, you know, some are willing to get the construction loan for you, where other builders will require you to obtain the construction loan. So okay. there's different ways of working at. And is that something that you would still need a realtor for, for that whole process? Do you help shepherd people through, you know, kind of A to B with, you know, finding a builder and yeah. finding the land and the purchases and everything that goes along with I it? Would, I would highly suggest it. You know, first of all, when it comes to finding the land, you need someone to do the paperwork, to negotiate for you, help you out with the search. Um, and then even when it's going through, uh, when you're going through the actual building process, you know, I personally, like I was in new home sales before mm-hmm. for three and a half years before I went into general brokerage. So I'm very, you know, um, I guess well-versed as far as what happens throughout the construction process. And so I would know things to ask or to suggest you put in a home where it just probably wouldn't be at top of mind because you've never done this before. So I would definitely have a real estate agent to advise you through the process of building a home. Again, the uh, number to call to reach Angie Cole, or you can text her if you have any questions about building a home, uh, what that process looks like, 919-538-6477 is the number to call or text. That's 919-538-6477. One more follow-up to that, Angie, if you're looking to uh, build your own home and kind of go through these different steps, would it make sense, you said land's really hard to find and carry. Is it counterintuitive or does it is it make sense to find a home that maybe has uh, on the lot that you like, mm-hmm. but where the home is maybe in disrepair or yeah. isn't very large and you know you can, you know, would it make sense to knock it down and build a new one? Yeah, that can be very common. Um, I see, for example, around the North Hills area, there's, you know, these homes that are, you know, super old. Mm-hmm. They just have been, you know, left there, no one maintaining them. Right. And people will buy these homes to tear down in order to build. Um, typically, when you go that route, though, just remember, you're going to be looking at a pretty excessive or extreme budget um, that you'll be working with because the, you're still paying for the house. You are paying for the home. <laughs> even Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I've seen, for example, around the North Hills area, tear down homes. I've seen them be around 500000 just okay. to tear down a home. Wow. And then you still need to pay for the cost of rebuilding a home. So um, that is definitely an option. Uh, but I tend to find that's going to be a higher budget. Gotcha. Okay. So if, if that's your last resort, if you've got to stay in carry and those, you know, your limit on your space. Yeah. Then right. that's certainly one thing. Now, if you're looking to move out of Cary, your options start to open up a little bit more in terms sure. of land, right? Yeah, it, it's still really tough, though. I see, you know, to find land. I mean, yeah. you really have to go in the outskirts. You know, um, for example, I just took on three new lots in Selma. You know, okay. so you know that's not close to Cary. Right. Um, it's further, further out. But if that's what you're looking for, you know, maybe a little bit further of a drive. You know, you can get over that and you'd be okay with it. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside. Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. 